Hey everybody, Chris here. A couple of quick notes on this episode. We're talking with Rhino Skin Solutions and they wanted me to let you know that their products and what they claim to do have not been approved by the FDA. Uh, I want to let you know that however, they are approved by the power company. And Rhino was also nice enough, uh, if you stick through to the end of the episode, you'll hear that they're giving us a discount code of 15% off of any of the products you order until March 31st, 2017. And that code is Power Company, all one word, capital P, capital C. And, you know, we get nothing on this kickback. This is just for you guys. So it's not a sponsorship thing. We're still keeping this sponsor free, but I think it's a great product and you guys deserve to, to have it. So uh, we are, however, we talked to Rhino after they wanted to create uh, a power company performance pack, what Nate and I recommend. And um, so we came up with a, a sampler pack of sorts. Uh, Nate has different skin than I have. So, you know, we, we put together a pack that will allow you to figure out what works best for you. And you can find that on Rhino's website, uh, rhinoskinsolutions.com slash store. Or you can go to powercompanyclimbing.com and on the show notes page for this episode, you can find the link there. And we do get a small kickback from that. So if you guys want to help support the podcast, this is a great way to do it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and launch into this episode and you guys are going to get another one in just a couple of days with Jonathan Segris. So enjoy this one. Maybe don't know. This time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. This time the bill, this time the bill, this time the bill, this time the What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode, well, whatever episode this ends up being of the Power Company podcast brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Uh, this is going to be a little extra bonus episode for you guys because, well, frankly, you deserve it. And uh, I'm here in the Mobile Rhino Laboratory. Is that what this place is? is that right? Merle. Yeah, Merle. I'm in Merle right now. And I'm here with the Rhino Skin Solutions folks, and we are we're going to talk skincare because it's something a lot of you are fucking up, really. Um, I see a lot of you guys doing crazy shit to your skin, so we're going to talk a little bit about it and uh, what products Rhino has because I I really believe in this product. I reached out to these guys this fall when my I went into project mode way too soon in the red and it was like 89 degrees and 100% humidity and and I was trying to do the short bouldery routes that have hard boulders right off the ground and I was destroying my skin. So I reached out to these guys on the recommendation of my good friend Colette and uh, they sent me product and I loved it. You know, I've been using it since and my skin has been amazing i've been climbing full time and haven't had a split haven't had a haven't had anything go wrong my you know my skin gets thin like a normal climber's would but it heals up in a couple of days so so i wanted to bring these guys on for you guys um i think it's important that you know what they've got uh so how about you guys introduce yourselves uh i'm justin owner rhino skin solutions okay and i'm andy wife of justin 
and you guys kind of got into skincare in a roundabout sort of way, right? Like you're Justin, you're a chef, mm-hmm. yep. and Andy, you're a pharmacist. Yep. So you kind of have the perfect backgrounds. Like you know the chemical side. Justin can cook cook everything up. You know, you know how it's going to all work together. Yeah, it was interesting putting it together. We had some very in-depth conversations in the house around the dinner table and uh, we've both been climbing for long enough that we knew we finally figured out what to do for our hands and um, yeah it was it was fun getting it going and seeing it work and we are where we are now yeah why did you decide to try to make something for climber skincare how did that idea come about I, Andy used to use a product called Avita foot cream and uh, you know me being your classic male rock climber I never used any anything right. on my hands I right. would I would go rock climbing I wouldn't wash them I'd go to sleep and eat yep. burritos not necessarily in that order <laughs> and uh, just have dirty hands and um, Andy at the end of every night would put on Avita foot cream on her hands and it smelled good, and one night I was like, "All right, let me let me try that." And uh, so I put it on my hands. I had washed them that night, and um, <laughs> that night, the first time in the trip, you for, had washed for, them. Yeah. For, yeah, well, it might have been at home. First time in a while at home, <laughs> um, put it on my hands, and the next day they felt great. All the chips were healed, and I was like, "Wow, there's something to this." I think. Yeah. And so we started using it more often, and. Um, I used it, started using it religiously. And, now, um, was the Vita Foot Cream just a moisturizer, or is there some other component to it? Yeah, it's it's similar to the Rhino Repair Cream. Uh, okay. It's got some menthol in there, uh, uh, botanicals. Yeah. But the through through research and talking with Andy, the thing we found to be the most beneficial in there, other than the moisturizer was the salicylic acid and um we kind of did some research found out how much salicylic acid should go into uh cream or lotion to get the benefit we wanted and we kind of played with it mm-hmm. um i don't remember the exact percents that the uh fda says you're allowed to put in foot cream but or, or hand cream or lotion, but we kind of played with the high end and the low end and sure. came out somewhere in the middle. And um, so we looked at the rest of the ingredients and kind of got rid of the ones with really long, complex names, kept the natural ones, mm-hmm. and um, kind of put it together. And I, I think we did it because, A, the Vita foot cream was really expensive and we right. were like, I think we can make this. Yeah, you know, no the doubt. classic, classic climber. Like, yeah. I think we could do this ourselves. <laughs> I can um, save money for more burritos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Burritos and six packs. Um, and uh, you know, we tried and we wasted a lot of a lot of product trying to make I'm it sure. and, and being unsuccessful. But uh, I think we eventually made one that we were both really surprised. Felt good, worked, and smelled great too. Yeah. And did that first, like the first success, is that what's repair now or has it has it gone through other iterations oh it's it's gone through a long uh a a lot of changes um the first one was a lot more 
uh, water in it. Uh, we tried to make it thinner. We had a different bottle that was a pump, so it had to be thinner um, to work in the small pump. And uh, had a lot of. It had a, too much time in it. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it was like real rooty smelling. Oh and, yeah. Uh, it was it was a little off putting actually, and so um, it was real that was nice. When climbers were all hippies. Exactly. Yeah, just like a year and a half ago when they were all hippies. <laughs> um, and uh, what were we talking about? Oh, and so it was real watery, but it felt dry. And that was the number one thing we wanted. We didn't okay. want it to be greasy. Yeah. Um, and it took some extra emulsifiers that we didn't want in there. Um, and uh, so it was, we used two main ingredients to make it into a lotion um and it took a while to find out the the correct percentages of each one one's an emulsifier one's a thickener both vegetable based why'd you go lotion instead of you know the the typical climbing bar that we see out there um i think there's a lot of those out there Uh and they work for flappers and cuts for sure yep you kind of pack it in there yep but for everyday healing of the skin, mm-hmm. um, you don't necessarily just want an occlusive. Uh, and that's basically what all the salves are. They're, you just put a, a wax type thing on your hand. Right. And some of them have antibacterial properties too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, goes back to wash your hands. Right. You just want right. to get rid of those <laughs> bugs. Um, but they're all just waxy occlusives. And that holds moisture in your hand and that's why it helps heal. But we were seeing people put it on their hands and then they would wipe it on their pants because it would still have that greasy feeling on it right. or um even testing out our product people would be like oh i don't want to try it i have to work on my computer yeah and they just sure. had that idea of putting a salve on their hands and then typing um that's one of the it, things that makes me the most nervous about a lot of the products out there is how greasy I feel afterward. Yeah. You know, my fiance won't even use it, a lot of the products, because it feels greasy. This is the first one, actually, that she's like, I have mine over. Normally, I have my product, yeah. and she has her expensive lotions and all yep. this over here. And now she's like, where's the repair at? <laughs> you know, where's the performance? You so, got to hide it in the yeah, different so now I have to hide it so yep. she can't have it. Yeah, so that was basically what we wanted we wanted a non-greasy product and um the vita foot cream was non-greasy and so we kind of looked at how you get that done uh we figured it out we made the product and that's you know one of our major marketing uh ideas is re-educating everybody that we have a product it's non-greasy you can put it on it dries fairly quickly within a minute and you can go go about your day it absorbs in um it it like transports all the ingredients into your hand uh, so that's okay. that's kind of where we went with it okay the other interesting thing i think about your kind of just your whole product line in general is that it's not just you don't just have moisturizers there's right. there's also you know first off antihydral uh, mm-hmm. a lot of you guys out there have heard of antihydral and you know, a lot of people are nervous about antihydral, and for good reason. You know, it's kind of a scary, strong, angry product, you know. <laughs> and I've seen it fuck up some people's fingers. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. 
so a lot of people are scared to use it. You know, I get questions all the time. Do you use antihydrol? And I, I used to use it very, very little mm-hmm. because I was nervous about it, you know. But you guys have taken, I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the the active ingredient from antihydrol, mm-hmm. which methanamine. is methanamine, is yep. that what it's called? Yep. And you've mixed it in with essentially, you know, part methanamine and part moisturizer yep. is how I understand it. Exactly. In varying degrees for different products. Yep. Uh, the performance is the only one that is mixed with a skin conditioner. Okay. Uh, I like to use skin conditioner because when people think of moisturizer. Yep, that's probably a they, better word. Yeah, because yeah, what we're going for is uh, you don't want like hard, thick calluses because right. they rip and off and they, they break. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so with the performance, it has a skin conditioner to help keep your skin uh, like more pliable but it also has a very low concentration of methanamine, which is 4%, mm-hmm. uh, which helps the antiperspirant, uh, stops your hands from sweating. Right. And so um, antihydral is 13% methanamine. Okay. And so we, the first, the first thing we did actually was take antihydral and we took a Vita foot cream and we put them together. <laughs> And we brought it down to Bishop, and uh, a group of my friends used it, and we were all like, "I think it's working." I'm not really sure, but I think it is. And we we did used you tell it. these climbers they were putting foot cream on their hands, and did they freak out about that? They, I think they freaked out more about the foot cream than they did about the yeah, antihydral. I would bet. like, hey, is it going to make? Because everybody was like, "Is it going to make me grease off holds?" Right, you know, because they want they wanted those big thick calluses, mm-hmm. but we treated it like. Uh, like antihydral, put got the toothpicks out, put right, a nice put it thin right little bit little on bit our on tips, pads, and yep. you know we all had great great trip and sent our projects, and I was like, huh, maybe there's something to it. Yeah, and so um, we made the performance. Uh, that was probably our second. We had repair and performance, and that okay. was our first two products. Okay, yeah. and about methanamine. Um, I think they're, you were saying like people are scared of it yeah. and I think people get scared of it because it is super potent um, in that paste of antihydral. You put a lot of it on your hand right, and then people right. sleep with it. And so you're getting a lot of the product into your hand. Um, and so we tried to make a product that you couldn't overdo. Um, and that all depends on your skin type. But it's a lot harder to overdo it with the performance cream or the dry spray. Right. Um, but scientifically, uh, if we can go in this tangent, sure, uh, sure. methanamine isn't dangerous okay. um, at, at the levels climbers are using it at. Um, I think it's there's a common there's a common thought that you're putting formaldehyde on your hand. Right, right, right. And I'm just thinking dangerous in the terms of it's going to over drying and cracking your skin. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not like causing cancer or anything. Yeah. Like that, so. Yeah, it's not going to cause cancer. Um, the formaldehyde evaporates off your hands. Right. And I think we've made a product that like you can't it's hard to overuse it. Um, maybe with the dry spray if you already have dry hands, you might have some negative effects. Mm-hmm. Um it's just harder. It's harder to overuse it, and I think a lot, a lot of people will be more successful with what we offer than with 
antihydral. Yep. Okay. And I think, you know, antihydral has been around a long time. A long time. Yep. And it was, I mean, it was developed a long time ago. Was it developed specifically for people with hydro... Hyperhidrosis. Hyperhidrosis, yep. is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it was developed for, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, antihydral. Yep. That's okay. what it was for. So, and that's been around eons and, mm-hmm. you know, climbers don't have excessively sweaty hands most nope. of them don't maybe mm-hmm. nate does you know. <laughs> nate, at least he believes he does. <laughs> <laughs> so so we don't necessarily need that amount of drying anyway and you were saying something last night that dry fingers don't heal right, right? Yeah, yeah so let's talk a little bit about skincare in general some of the you know beliefs about skincare that aren't really true so, ah what are the beliefs that are not true? Well, we already did the, you want thick, hard calluses. Right, right. People think you want these super thick, you know, little hooves on your mm-hmm. fingers that turn yellow and, you know, and that's not really the case, right? Yeah, but that's also fed into another fad that I really don't think is that great of people incessantly filing their skin too. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen people file their skin straight into a hole. Like sure, they've literally sure been filing their fingers and then like, oh no, I'm bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I wonder if it's become a habit like chalking up. Right. Oh yeah. I could see that. Cause I, I stand there and just chalk up sometimes. Yeah. I'm well before climbing. you're about to jump yeah. on a boulder. I'm not getting on anytime soon. Yeah. I'm eating a burrito and I'm chalking <laughs> up, you know, it's ridiculous. A little magnesium in the diet is yeah. probably good for you. So I wonder, I've seen the same thing. People just sitting there chatting and mm-hmm. sanding away at their fingertips, you know? Yeah. So why should we sand our tips? What's, what's the um, purpose behind it? You know, I actually don't sand my tips, but I'll sand my creases. Okay. Uh, I found that hangboarding um, increases the skin in my crease. It makes the skin in my creases thicker. And so those are more prone to splitting um, they don't necessarily crack. I have fairly wet skin, so they won't crack on their own. Mm-hmm. But if there's tough skin in my creases, it gets hooked on holds gotcha. and it'll it'll just peel it up. It'll rip it. And so what I found myself doing was just filing, filing down my creases until they're like pretty thin uh, just to keep them flexible and yep. keep them from getting hooked on stuff. Um, pad wise I don't really file my pads I mean you can see they're like they're pretty good they're smooth I rock climbed all day today and they're like pretty good yeah I think the only time I sand or file my pads is Mm -hmm. first off I'm never going to get calluses thick enough that I need to sand down my pads because Mm -hmm. I'm rock climbing right so I'm wearing the skin off that's usually the problem I think but when I do tear little pieces of skin and they're uneven you know, ridges on mm-hmm. my pads, then I, I sand those down. But okay. that's really the only time that that I pull out a sanding block. Yeah. I had a I had a callus, you know, there's a lot of roof problems here in Waco and I yep. had a callus on some lower fingers and I sanded those off because I felt them like mm-hmm. getting pulled off. Yep. And like you like, get the little jug calluses yeah. and that, those kind of things. I, yep. like, I got to get rid of these. So, you know, there's, there's definitely times that I sand, but... Uh, I think I'm lucky. I don't get the I don't get those little ridges of skin at all. Um, I don't really know why, but I definitely get crease buildup, and okay. I, I definitely sand those off. Okay. What grit of sandpaper do you use? Ah, good question. Um, I think 80 and 100 grit is the best. We have some nail files that we bought, and they're on the website. 
uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, but they're 80, a hundred. Okay. You can find them pretty much anywhere and, um, they're washable and, uh, are those the same ones that come in the, the little yeah, holiday the, packs that you guys have? Yeah, exactly. Christmas? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Durable. They don't seem to wear out real fast. I guess yep. that's what durable means. Yep. Annalisa stole that pretty quickly. As oh, soon as gone. It was, as soon as it was there, I haven't seen it again <laughs> because God. it went into her bag. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk, uh, you know, a little more about skincare. Clipping. Mm-hmm. You know, when should you be clipping at your skin? Yeah. You know, um, if you have a flapper, uh, I got a gnarly flapper the other day. Um, and it had like real big ridges all around it, yep. just ripped a real deep flapper right in, right off. And so I clipped that off and then I kind of trimmed it up to make it a little bit more smooth. Yep. Um, you kind of bevel the edges yeah, exactly. of, the, of the flapper. And I haven't gotten to the state where I haven't gotten to the proficiency where I, uh, get a razor to it. Right. It's a little I've, freaky I've seen to me. Some people do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I work with knives plenty that I don't I don't need <laughs> razor blades close to my skin. Um, and that seems to help. Um, cuticles, I'll, I'll clip my cuticles down because mm-hmm. I find it helps uh, prevent them from just popping open and yep. bleeding. Yep. Um, but I also take repair cream and rub it into the cuticles as well. Keep okay. them nice and flexible. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think... I think like uh, like Nate, my skin's pretty moist in general, and so it's mostly good. I don't have a lot of maintenance. And you have drier skin, Andy. Right? Yeah, Andy has drier yeah, skin. Yeah, my skin is a little bit too dry. Okay. And do so, you do you ever use the performance at all? Or are you? No, I only use the repair. Always cream. repair. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's something interesting because a lot of people, you know, will latch on automatically to the things that have drying agents in them because they're just like my skin needs to be drier it needs to be drier and i think that's skipping a really important component of it especially right after you finish climbing if your skin you know if you've got that red river jug rash Mm -hmm. or something like that and and you're not going to be climbing tomorrow if you've got a few days before you climb again i think repair is the only option there yeah in my mind absolutely i could be totally wrong but no, I agree. In my mind, that's what I reach for immediately. So now let's talk about the the products a little bit, yeah. what you've got and and what they're for. Because when you guys sent me the first box of stuff, I definitely I spent some time on the site trying mm-hmm. to learn when do I use what, and and I went into it with the idea that I'm going to try and review all these products, so I want to use them how they suggest that I use them. Mm-hmm. And and basically, the suggestions you gave are what I've followed and and how I would continue to do it. So let's just give everybody a primer on each product so they know what they're getting into, kind of starting from base level. Yeah. Um, Can we back up for a second? Because I'm interested. Uh, Do you clip your skin, and what do you do? I do not clip my skin unless I have, like, rolled-up edges. Right, okay. You know, little tears, things like that. And then I clip it smooth, just like we were talking about with the edge of a flapper. Mm -hmm. I clip all that down smooth, and then I try to sand it a little smoother. Cool. Annalisa clips her skin incessantly, really? constantly, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You need to stop." You Is know? she? Does she have like little calluses she's clipping off? No, or? I think it's just a habit at this point. Uh-huh. I think she she just pulls out the clippers. We've got uh-huh. like five pairs of clippers in the car everywhere she's going to be, so that 
at any moment she can grab clippers and start clipping little oh boy little pieces off her skin so <laughs> i don't know what's going on delicious. there but hopefully i'm gonna make her listen to this and cool. she'll stop yeah but uh but yeah i just i just clip the little edges uh, just to smooth things out yeah really that's it yeah I just, I i'm trying to get my fingers smooth yeah that's my goal i think that is the goal just get them smooth enough where they're not going to catch on some crystals and mm-hmm. cool products okay yeah let's, let's do it what do we got um well like we were saying our main uh flagship products the repair cream uh it's every day whenever however often you want to do it um put it on your hands clean hands wash your hands uh get all that chalk all the dirt off of them and then repair cream Mm -hmm. uh it's got like menthol in it and that uh smells good it's uh analgesic uh which takes care of some pain um it's got peppermint oil in there, willow bark, uh, which has some, it's kind of similar to salicylic acid. Okay. And it's a way we can bump the acidity up to help your skin turn over. Because mm-hmm. what uh, salicylic acid does is it gets rid of the chipped up layers on top okay. and helps bring uh, the good skin down low to the top. And oh, so that's interesting. you get rid of all that messed up skin. And that this could be why I don't, file as much maybe mm-hmm. is uh when i use repair cream is getting rid of all that chipped up gnarly skin that you would usually file off yep okay and i think the repair i think it's important because what you said last night that i've already talked about is dry skin doesn't heal mm-hmm. you know and we're going out there and we're abusing our skin that's yep. you know that's what we do all day long mm-hmm. and then we just expect it to heal overnight so it needs to be moisturized or conditioned. Yep. Um, yeah, I think uh, if you look at the body's natural process, um, when we're climbing, we haven't measured it. We have that little handy measuring tool. Yeah, yep. But when we're climbing, I think we're all going to get our skin pretty dry, the chalks on our hands. I bet if we measured it, we're all, if we feel we have good skin, I bet we're in the low 30% moisture humidity in our mm-hmm. skin. Um Andy's usually around 22. Wow. But you think that's too dry? I think that's too dry. Yep. You're dry firing off of things. That's why you think it's too dry. Yeah. So it took me a while to figure that out, but I would notice on, at least at Smith, on more relatively humid days that I was climbing better and I wasn't coming off. And so now we're kind of in the process of maybe um, creating, coming up with a formula, um, for a humectant, so something to help with dry skin. So the opposite. Okay. End. Yeah. So I have a few friends that either, you know, before they get on a boulder, they'll dip their hands in water, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, Nick Duddle mm-hmm. can't sweat, yeah. so he carries around a spray bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're looking at that end of people. Yep. Yeah. With Nick being the far extreme. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what I've gotten into mm-hmm. the habit of doing is I'm, I still use chalk because I'm, just conditioned to use it I and sure. it feels better to have it on my hands but I also kind of blow on my hands right before I get go onto the wall just for to add a little bit of humidity okay um that's not necessarily sanitary so if there were a different way for me to get moisture into my skin right I'd prefer to do that instead okay. of well, spreading that, that's my germs interesting I, I don't know that anyone's ever tried to reach out to that no. end mm-hmm. you know and you can't just use a normal lotion because that's it's got adding, oil that's yeah, adding oil yeah. to it yeah yeah so yeah with our little skin moisture reader where you have that handy by the way um i would have to look for it i think 
I think it's back here, but it's not handy. Okay. Um, I, was, I was curious because I was using repair last night, uh-huh. and you measured my fingers, and it was 99. Yep. Yep. Which is great since I was trying to heal my skin. Yeah, exactly. And I used performance about an hour ago. So I was curious if okay. it was any different today. The, the way that thing works is it measures the conductivity between your uh, on your skin. Okay. And so water is really conductive. Uh, gotcha. And so if it has low conductivity or low moisture, it's going to have a lower number. And so when you put any lotion on your hand, uh, or any balm oil is super conductive oh, okay, and yeah. so it's going to read 99% almost all the time gotcha unless it you you've totally absorbed um, like I don't know how long ago you did it but uh, okay. it might have absorbed that it makes now. sense yeah. um, but like um, I was going somewhere with this we right to- after we totally derailed you <laughs> right after you're done rock climbing you can look at your tips and your body is like we need to heal these things yeah and they're they're glistening they're, yeah, yeah exactly they're pink they're swollen they're wet and so that's your body saying like all right i'm gonna make the perfect environment to make this thing heal sure but if you use uh moving on from our, our repair cream if you use the performance of the dry spray um that's going to create a drier environment on your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And so when you're rock climbing, uh, why we say you want uh, durable, flexible, dry skin is because if you're on those holds, whether they're slopers or crimpers, and you have low humidity on your fingers and like, I think 35%, maybe 35 to 40 seems like kind of ideal before you start greasing off holds because your hands are too dry. So if you have the perfect humidity on your fingers your skin moves less on the holds so you're not gonna you're not gonna grab a crimper and your fingers aren't gonna start rolling off the hold and abrading Mm -hmm. and so the less abrasion you have the less your body's gonna have to heal your skin and the less moisture it's gonna send there right 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 Okay, so when do we use the performance? Is yeah. it do we own do we wait until our skin is, you know, already seepy and too late. That's too late. Yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. Um the way so for all you sport climbers out there, uh I am a every other move chalker. Uh oh, I, yeah. I can rarely make it through a complicated crux without chalking. Yep. That's I, something I actually practiced for mm-hmm. for a whole season, forcing myself to not chalk through long sequences. Yep. And now I'm much better at it. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. Because there was there was like a twenty foot panel I had to get through. Yep. And uh you know, yeah, just no time to chalk. And so the way I do it uh is I go dry spray uh mm-hmm. for one day. And then if I have a climbing week where I know I'm going to climb like two days on, this one day off. This is when you have the CP tips? Uh, before. This is, okay. let's just uh, give in like perfect skin per- for you, the best skin you okay. can possibly start before with. Before you go on sport climbing. Yep. Okay. Um, so, so the night before my first day of sport climbing or maybe even three nights before if I want to like dial my skin in before I go. Uh, and this this goes for bouldering as well, uh, dry spray because that for me gives the most effective antiperspirant uh, dose available. I spray it all over my hands. I rub it in. Forget about it. Okay. Uh, the next day, if I go climbing, they should be drier uh, than nothing. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and then I can tell that day, like, ah, I think they could be a little drier. And for me, that's usually the case. And so I'll go performance. And so uh, first day dry spray, second day performance. And if I'm, if I'm planning like a two on one off, two on one off uh, climbing spree, I'll do performance the night before every single of the uh, every single one of those climbing days. And then before your rest day, I'll do repair. repair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the, uh, methenamine works for three days. It creates this little protein plug. So you put methenamine on your skin, your skin sweats, uh, your sweats slightly acidic and it breaks the methenamine in two. Uh, and that's where people, uh, that's, that causes the formaldehyde that people talk about. Because uh, oh, methenamine yeah. is half formaldehyde. So when it breaks in two, you have formaldehyde and ammonia. Both of those evaporate, creates a protein plug, uh, and that protein plug goes into your sweat gland, and it stays there for three days. Okay. And so you can, <clears throat> with the performance or the dry or any methenamine product, if you use it more than once every three days, you're going to build increasing um, antiperspirant conditions. I don't really know how else to say that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So for me, I have pretty sweaty hands. I'll I'll use the performance two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off for as long as I have that yep. climbing trip. Yep. Okay. That makes total sense mm -hmm. then. I like the the description of how methenamine works. That, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it, it puts a, a visual in my head that makes sense. You know, it's not, it doesn't seem just like magic anymore. Yeah. Well, it still kind of seems like yeah, magic. It's but. a little bit of magic. <laughs> I'm always surprised it works. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it, but it works. Yeah. So if you're, if you're already seepy, right. thin skin, mm -hmm. is that just a repair moment? Like, that is a good question. Uh, I don't think I have the complete answer for that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, some people have luck if you're, I think the answer is just like if you drink too much beer, the only way to uh, overcome being drunk is just to wait it out. Right, right, uh, there's, right. There's no amount of coffee that's going to help. There's no amount of aspirin. You just got to wait. And so if you have CP tips, there's not a lot you can do. Okay. Um, there's, you just kind of have to wait. Yep. Uh, I know some people... But uh, you can use repair in that situation. You can't, yeah. Repair will yeah. help because it's a uh, it's a antibacterial, so it'll right. keep your skin a little cleaner. It's an occlusive, so it'll keep the moisture in there. Okay. Um, it'll it'll definitely help help get that skin regeneration for sure. Okay. So repair is exactly what it sounds like. Yep. It's to repair yep. things. Performance, you guys say it's for road trip sending sprees. You know, I think that's what it says yep. on the bottle, maybe on your site. Yep. And. And that sounds like pretty much what you just described. Mm -hmm. um, the dry is similar to the same thing, but yeah, more concentrated. Yeah. So um, the performance has a skin conditioner and methenamine. And the uh, it's four percent exactly. It's a four percent. The performance is four percent methenamine. The dry is eight percent. Okay. Um, so it's not quite to the level of antihydro. Exactly. It's two thirds as strong. Okay. Uh, the, and it won't measure creases up putting it in the creases not across the board um if you already have semi-dry hands and just want a little extra dry uh it could mess your creases up just because you already have dry hands gotcha uh, but we have a little roller applicator as well uh, okay. so you can just yep. pinpoint i like that pinpoint one point your fingers yeah i think that was that's probably the number one 
feedback we had was, hey, can you guys have a, a roll-on applicator or some, mm-hmm. something else? Um, so the National Institute of Health did studies with methenamine, and the quantity, the percentage of methenamine they used was 8%. Okay. And so uh, the studies we were reading, we were like, well, let's just do that because it sure. seems super effective. Yeah. Um, so it's alcohol-based instead of uh, skin conditioner-based. Okay. Um, we made it for uh, one of our test subjects has really sweaty hands, uh, very moist, high skin turnover. And he was just like, look, when you put this in a skin conditioner, my hands just are so wet, nothing happens. I could use it. 13 times a day and it wouldn't help right, at all. Right, right. So we put in alcohol. The alcohol um, helps get the grease off your hands. And uh, there's some menthol in there as well. To okay. Kind of that cooling anti-inflammatory effect. Gotcha. So yeah. if you're pretty dry skinned already, dry is probably not something you need. Our, yeah, I would say that. Our number one thing is we don't want people to mess their skin up and have to take a day off of rock climbing. So I'm always a little more... Uh, Don't let any of my clients hear that because I'm <laughs> trying to get them all to rest more as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but messing up your skin isn't the best way to force no, yourself to rest. That's not the reason <laughs> the, to rest the for sure. The better way to rest <laughs> is just wear sandals and drink margaritas. <laughs> yep. Lay out in the sun. Yep. Okay. And then what else do we have here? We've got your um, split stick. Is that yep. right? Yep. There's a split stick. Um we, uh, you know, just being a skincare company, um, we wanted to do the non-greasy thing. Mm-hmm. We have the repair, the performance, the dry, all non-greasy. Um, but we just felt that we needed to to have a product that was in that salve segment. Um, yep. Something you could pack into your little exactly. splits and things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you have a, a split or a goby. Um, you don't really want the repair going in there. You want to use the repair because it's going to help your skin heal. It's going to create a good environment. Um, so we made the split. Why, why would you not want the repair to go in there? Is there? Cause it's got salicylic acid. Okay. Um, so it's not going to feel that great. Sting a little. Yeah. And yeah, definitely I have a habit of rubbing my eyes no matter what yeah. I've just touched. And yep. I can definitely feel it when I rub my eyes after putting repair on. Yeah. But I'll do it immediately every single time. It yeah. doesn't matter. Just scratch you know? your nose yeah. or whatever. Exactly. I always go to my <laughs> temples and yep. it feels really good. Um, That's a good idea. So the split stick uh, comes in two sizes. A stick in a tin, and it's got beeswax and grapeseed oil, which has a high high amount of vitamin E in there. Some arnica, um, honey, tea tree oil, and so it's got some antibacterial properties. Uh, but basically, the reason it works to to help heal splits and gobies is because it's an occlusive. It's keeping moisture in. And in, in, um, okay. And if you look at a split or goby, they weep. And so that's your body just pushing moisture out, trying yep. to keep it keep it a good um, humidity level. And so this just helps with that. And then, like you said, you can pack it in there and then put on repair on top. And okay, that's cool. a way to go. Yep. Okay. Speaking of splits, I don't think we even really talked about like those those little smiley face splits that yeah. people get from crimping. I'm sure you guys see them in Smith oh, all yeah. the damn time. Our buddy Mike, who was just on the trip with us, he got a split his very first day here oh, man. and it was a it was a gnarly one i was like is that all the way to the bone and it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah, do you guys deal with those in the same way as as we talked about with flappers, just trimming the edges down? Or yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I tried to give give him advice, uh, and I think everybody deals with it their their own way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think just trimming those edges, getting them nice and beveled, and um, you know, there's there's different theories about sleeping with your finger straight open. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about um, that. Do you sleep in? Do you with, recommend splinting fingers like a lot of people do? I'm not sure. I haven't really studied it yeah. or looked into studies. Um, I think the reason people splint their finger, it just occurred to me a couple of days ago when I was talking with Mike. Um, I just threw him under the bus, I guess. Um, but uh, he Here was comes, Mike. he's a big fan of splinting his finger. Um, he was actually doing a Band-Aid with tape on top. Uh, okay. But that, I don't think you need to do that. I think it's, people do it because they find they sleep with their hand in a fist, and then in the morning they open their hand and their skin splits again. Right. And the reason it's going to split is because... Um, is because it's probably too dry. Yep. And so when you when you sleep in a splint uh, with your fingers open, it does a couple things. It's going to keep a lot more moisture in your finger where it's split. Mm-hmm. And so your skin's going to be a lot more um, flexible. And so when you move it around, it's not going to tear apart and it's not going to be chapped. Um, and then, you know, it, it might... It might also create a environment where it does heal from from the bottom to the top, and that would be good if you have your split open, nicely sure, trimmed, sure. clean. It's gonna the skin's gonna grow from the bottom to the top instead of from the sides. Okay. Yep. Again, I haven't really looked into it too much, yeah, so it's I'm, all speculation. I wondered because you know, as a coming from a gymnastics background, mm-hmm. when we would get flappers from mm-hmm you know, from rings or bars or whatever, we would moisturize a ton, mm-hmm. you know. Interesting. And, and I've continued to do that as a climber and pretty much every single winter um, just because of, you know, baseboard heat in my house, my skin gets super dry. Mm. I get one of those little smiley face splits on every finger except for my pinky because I don't use my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> On all, all six of the other fingers, I get one every winter. And then I, I trim off the sides uh-huh. and I... Where do you get it on your finger? Is it always like right the above the crease? Place, right above the crease. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And kind of on the, I guess, the pinky side of the finger. Okay. That's where it is every single time. So one thing I've been thinking about the those splits is... Uh, well, I guess it's two things. What causes them and how do you prevent them? Mm-hmm. And so when you're hanging on a hangboard, where does that edge hit your fingers? Well, when, not, you're, when you're doing like uh, max hangs or something? For me, it's not where the edge hits. Mm-hmm. It's that my skin is pulling there. Okay. And it's partly because I, I hold everything half crimped. Mm-hmm. So I'm never, you know, that joint is never pointed down on a hold. It's always pulling my skin. Right. Okay. And it just tears oh, so you think right it, there. it literally just tears it apart. It's a little tear every single okay. time. Interesting. And and I mean, I can watch it start to happen, uh-huh. and I've I've felt it 
pull apart while I'm hangboarding. You know, oh, I can feel yeah. it pulling piece by piece by piece until uh-huh. it pops. You know that uh, I had a similar feeling to that a couple weeks ago on a moonboard. It was my first ever moonboard session. I was trying hard. It was really disappointing, but <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I was grabbing a pinch and like just leaning back on against it, pushing my foot in the opposition, and I felt my skin do the exact same thing, yep. like start to tear. And I was like, yep. "Oh no!" And I I was like, "I wonder if this is gonna work." I grabbed some repair cream and just jammed it right into there, and mm-hmm. like real not very much, just enough to cover right where I felt that tear start and on my skin there wasn't a tear but i you know it felt like it was gonna go yep and i finished the session and it didn't tear so so that might be like you you have entered the the too dry zone maybe yeah for your skin. i think that's exactly what's going on because this winter i wasn't in the house at all mm-hmm. i was outside all the time and before I messaged you guys, I was starting to get a little bit of a tear from climbing on all these tiny little mm-hmm. crimps. And and that that almost tear persisted for quite a while. And I just kept trimming right. the edges down, mm-hmm. but it never ever got to the point of blood. And and now it's healed. Cool. So but I've not stopped climbing at all. Whereas every other winter my skin would get too dry. I would get one tear every single winter, uh, one tear on each finger. Oh my god! Trim the edges of <laughs> That's it, so brutal. Moisturize, and then it would be fine a few days later. Huh. But I've never slept with my, you know, my fingers splinted right. or kept open in any way. So, and it's never retorn. So yeah. I was just curious what you. I think just keeping that there. proper humidity of your fingers. Yeah, I think that's it, probably more important yeah. than keeping it straight. Uh huh. Yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And another thing I was thinking is it happens the same place every time. Yeah. And I was wondering if like on my fingers, there's like two creases actually per joint. And I was wondering for people that get a ton of splits, if they filed their creases more, mm-hmm. if they'd actually change where their crease was. Uh, okay. I don't know. I it's a theory of mine. Yeah. So if you file down so far that you constantly have new skin growing there, if it because on my like I'm yeah, looking see, at my I hand, I kind of get two slightly overlapping creases when I, yep. when I bend those joints, and definitely one of those creases is where the split happens. Yep. So if you like file that down enough where it's super soft, and you are still bending your fingers, is that is that crease going to change place? And I have no idea if hmm. it would or wouldn't. Interesting idea. But it might. If you if you do that consistently enough, we're all just sitting here staring at our yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what climbers it's do. Either, all it's either time. your phone or the fingers. Yeah. Um, if you if you file that down enough and you just go about your day and just really incessantly keep that skin thin, but hydrated, is that crease going to change? That's my newest theory. Okay. So, You're going to test that. All out. you out there, get on Chris's Facebook. We'll, yeah, page we'll, and, we'll have you back on after you. Yeah test that theory out all right see if we can debunk j stars fingers yeah <laughs> yeah okay um you have other products we do we got the mikey's tip juice yep. and um that is 
just about antihydral strength. That's the strong shit. Yep. Um, right now we put it in with uh, aloe because I wanted to keep that skin moisture. Uh, mm-hmm. Aloe is a humectant, so it'll it'll transport transport moisture and and the dissolved products in there, which is alcohol and methamphetamine. Uh, it'll transport all of that into your skin. Um, okay, so it it brings it in instead yep. of sitting on the top like antihydro. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, humectant is something like honey or glycerin or. Um, those are the two best examples I can think of. It brings moisture into your skin. We were actually talking about this the other day. Does a humectant, this is a question for Andy, does a, does a humectant bring, uh, transport moisture into your skin or does it help bring moisture that's really far in your fingers to the top? What did you find out? Um, I'm asking you now. <laughs> my, I think my understanding is it takes the moisture that is in the humectant and brings it further into your skin. But okay. somebody, somebody was like, no, I don't think so. So we're going to have to look that up. That's interesting. I know a lot of gymnasts actually put honey on their hands mm-hmm. before they chalk. Right. And I wonder if it, it does it. So it does it take the moisture off of the surface? I think it pushes, I think it pushes moisture further in okay uh it definitely doesn't take it off the surface but i think it would probably make your hands more this is really interesting that gymnasts have been doing this for a while yeah and it hasn't made it to climbing yet and it's kind of what i've been thinking like all right let's make a humectant that we can put on our hands Mm -hmm. and and keep that skin be interesting to try it you know my only worry would be overusing honey and then getting yeah. getting honey on holds and it'll be horrible yeah but but yeah gymnasts have used honey and some mm. use coca-cola wow on their hands that would be it's uh, a it's gonna be like a high sugar content thicker syrup mm-hmm. so i can see that yeah be that's interesting. really interesting I, i've never even thought about trying it as a climber but uh-huh. I'd be willing to try it indoors first and see what yeah. happens. You know? Just try it at your kitchen table first yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Um, we definitely put, well, we, I'm looking at Andy, but I think I was probably the only one that did it. Uh, <laughs> I definitely put glycerin and honey on my hands while we were making this just to see like what it did. Yeah. Um, and it's not as sticky as you would think. Mm-hmm. And you can always wipe it off. Right. Um, but maybe if uh, we had like a humectant which would be glycerin or honey in in a different solution that was able to bring it into your hands that'd be interesting that's something we'll have to play with yeah i like that you guys are thinking outside the box here Mm -hmm. you know with all sorts of directions you know targeting the people who have super dry skin people who have super wet skin i think that's you know trying to figure out what's the best for each person yeah rather than just this is this is the product for everybody you know, right? And I think that fits right into what we do because you know we don't we don't believe in a one size fits all approach to training, and I think it should probably be the same with skincare. We don't all have the same skin, oh, you know. Not even close. Cool. Um, anything else you guys have that you put out there, or any anything you want to put out into the into the interwebs? Wash your hands. Wash your hands immediately after you're done rock climbing. Get yeah. the chalk off of them, and then. Put on some repair cream, drink a beer. Yeah, 
Good advice. Good advice. That's our thing. Uh, where can people find you? RhinoSkinSolutions.com. Uh, okay. You can order anything you want off of our website right there. Um, we are in a few retail outlets across the country. Uh, you can check out our website for those, mostly climbing gyms. Uh, there's a couple stores, Red Point, uh, Climbing in Terrebonne, and then Rockin' Snow in New Pulse. Okay. Uh, those are our retail outlets uh, that are actually just stores and not gyms, um, but we're in quite a few gyms as well. Okay, cool. Cool. Yep. Um, question for you guys. I'm going to yep. put you on the spot here. Can we make a discount code for the power company podcast listeners to sure absolutely um what should it be power company right power company uh let's, in yeah let's just go power company sweet and and uh 15 off cool yeah i think that's a good deal sweet so thank you guys a ton for inviting me into merle here and yeah uh, I'm stoked to have gotten to hang out with you guys and chat about skincare and absolutely you know, just to hang out in general. It's been great to meet you. And um, you know, all you guys know where you can find us on the interwebs. You can find us on the Facebooks, the the Instagrams, the Pinterests. Even though we still don't know what the hell Pinterest is for, um, we're there. But you will not find us on the Twitters because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. Best